Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Cleveland Browns parking lot, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana Kimmel and Scott Swainey here with you. And Jana, we usually start off the show by talking about our favorite teams. You're a Cowboys fan, and I'm a Giants fan. But since neither one of us has much uh, good to talk about this week, nope. why don't we just dive right into this crazy trade today that the Browns made with the Indianapolis Colts. I, if I were a Browns fan, I would just be besides myself. And I don't mean in the Chang and Ang sense of the word either, but you know, just how how can you give up on the season with two games into the season? I, I just don't get this. Yes, Brandon Whedon is hurt, but you've got Jason Campbell he's in there. His Who's thumb. It's not like his, his hand fell off. I mean, he's going to no. come back. No, I mean, he's a serviceable back, serviceable backup. You're getting Josh Gordon back from suspension this week. You've got a good young defense. You've got Jordan Cameron is a good young tight end. What, what the heck are they thinking? I just don't get this. You're basically taking the guy that was the third pick in the 2012 draft and giving him to Indianapolis, not even for anything that can help you now, but for the promise of a first-round draft pick a year from now who's probably going to be somewhere in the 20 to 25 range. It just makes right. no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe if you did this in a year when when Indy was bad three or four years ago, but not this year. I mean, they're they're a legitimate team. Their, their pick's not going to be in the top ten. I don't understand. No. To me, it doesn't make sense because they really do have have the pieces to, especially in the way the AFC North looks this year, they have the pieces that – the chips could fall the right way, and they could be a very decent team. Heck, I picked them to go to the playoffs. I I believed. I mean, not everybody yeah. else agrees with me, but it's. I think they have a good core, and the only way to really build a good team is to keep your young players so that they can keep growing together. And now you've just set your whole team back. It's It's just there doesn't seem to be any reason for it. No, I mean, they're one game out of first place now. Even though, Yes, they're yeah. one too, but the flip side of that is like the... Over the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers are 0-2 also, but they're only, and I don't see them going and, you know, trading off, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, he's not young, but, you know, you know what yeah. I'm trying to say there. You know, it just this makes no sense to me. If I were a Brown season ticket holder, I think I'd be, you know, pretty, uh, you know, pretty upset yeah. right now. You know, they have some of the well, most rabid fans in sports, unintended, but... He's one you know, of those... He's one of the names on the team. He's one of the the people you can market around and, and build some buzz around. They're just... There aren't enough guys who have been there that have had a lot of success that you can really build a fan base around, and Richardson was kind of getting to that point. And then you go and give him to Indianapolis? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense. No, I... I was reading before the show some of the comments on different websites, and the, my favorite one was, you know, some Browns fan that was upset and said, "Why don't we just change our name to the Cleveland Bye Weeks because that's about what we are right now." I I yeah. think that's a little bit too harsh. I think they still have the nucleus of a good team, but that this this trade. Oh, just, I mean, a run game helps, especially if your your passing game isn't the strongest thing in the world at the moment. No. Why, why trade the one one thing that's working? And now they're going to sign Willis McGahee, who you know, is still serviceable. He had 700 yards last year rushing, which is not bad, but you know, he's, he's certainly not got the feeling at this point. And if you gave me the choice between having Willis McGahee this year and whoever I could get as a 20 to 25th round, you know, 20 to 25th pick yeah. in the draft next year versus having the guy that was the 
third pick in the draft last year and, you know, just is just assimilating into a new offensive scheme. I, I just, well, anyway, it sounds like we're both agreeing, but uh, if anybody has a diverging point of view, we'd love to hear about it. And, Jen, if somebody did have a diverging point of view and wanted to get in touch with us, how would they do that? There are a whole lot of ways to do so. You can, of course, call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You could always tweet us at the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. Uh, You can email us as well under the same handle, the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. The chat room is open on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can always find us on Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and, of course, FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And you can find Scott and I on Twitter. I'm JKIM16, and he is Fantasy underscore Sherpa. So we've got all kinds of ways, and we will be with you live until 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, as we are every Wednesday night. And we'll be going through all of the Week 3 games, news and notes, and all of that good stuff, as well as I'm sure when we get to the Cleveland and Indianapolis games, we will probably be mentioning Trent Richardson's name again. <laughs> but, just, of course, yeah. if, there, if you have a lineup question or you want to talk to us about Trent Richardson or pretty much anything, feel free to get a hold of us. Yeah, I mean, the the, the sad thing is, of course, you know, season ticket holders, and you know, that's probably, I'm guessing that the Browns still sell out you know, those people are hosed then. You've paid for a whole season worth of tickets, and now you're basically getting, you know, the understudies and the leftovers, you know, that are going to be marching through and running back for you the rest of this year. And, you know, the rest of the team could be pretty decent, but they've just, you know, I... Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I can even string a coherent sentence together at this point anymore. That's okay. So, <laughs> I'm not a Browns fan either. I, I I have a good friend who is, but just I I really feel bad for the people that support that fan, for, you know, the support the team for years and years and years. I was just thinking before, other than Boston, it seems like every city has at least one team where you just look at the management and just scratch your head and say, what the belief are they doing? Unfortunately for Cleveland, they've got two between the Cavaliers and the Browns. At least the Indians are finally starting to look like a respectable team, and they're still, I guess, on the cusp of the the playoffs right now. But Mm -hmm. if you're a Browns fan, your ownership has just basically sold you down the river and taking your season ticket money to the bank, and you're going to be left rooting for a bunch of second string tailbacks for the rest of the season. (laughs) At this point, they're just hoping Indy loses so they get a better pick. Yeah, well, they've got our hopes that that, uh, Jacksonville starts winning a few games so that they might have the first pick overall, but I don't think that's going to happen either. They should have traded Trent Richardson to the Jaguars. That's who they should have traded him to. Well, (laughs) yeah, I I don't... Yeah, they would have had the first two picks in the draft. um, (laughs) But but anyway, so why don't we set in on the games? We've got a slate of interesting games. I guess we should talk about those at some point. Yeah, we probably should. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll... get worked up about Trent Richardson some more as we go along here. But the, the thing is, this week's slate of games, I don't know how you feel about them when you were looking them over, but when I look at them, 
of the 16 games, there's only three that I look at and say, this game is definitely going to be one-sided. Two of them, I think you can probably guess which ones I was thinking. And the third one might surprise you a little bit, but let's see if you can, uh, uh, if we agree on that as, as we go through the sure. roster, the lineup for this week. So diving right in, the Thursday night game, so far we've had two games that have been delayed or interrupted by bad weather um, yeah, I'm not a fan of on this. Thursday night. <laughs> so hopefully we can break that string this week. I think the weather's supposed to be good in Philadelphia tomorrow. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but tomorrow night it won't be sunny in Philadelphia, but hopefully it won't be stormy weather either. So tomorrow night we've got Andy Reid making his return to the city of brotherly love, where I'm sure he'll get a lovely, um, warm welcome reception from the the faithful there. Well, and, well and the, the, the Philly faithful may be too busy Chiefs. booing Donovan McNabb, who's being honored at halftime to boo Andy Reid. They just have so many people to boo in such little time. Yeah, well, they they may want to. They're <laughs> probably booing their own team after that debacle on Sunday. But yeah. uh, anyway, you know, I think they get their act together this week. I think this will be a really good game, close game, Kansas City liked them, but I wasn't sure they were for real before the Dallas game, and I'm still not totally convinced, and so I'm going to say that Philadelphia wins this game by a field goal. I'll say Philadelphia 27, Kansas City 24. I'm taking Kansas City 24, Philadelphia 21. Uh, Andy Reid wants a little bit of vengeance. I know Philly, sometimes it looks like they have it together. It's weird watching this team. Because sometimes you go into the half and you think, man, if Michael Vick could just get it together, this team might work. And then you look at his stats and you realize he's already got 150 yards and a touchdown. And it just, something feels off about the team. And, I mean, last week San Diego ran more plays than Philadelphia did, and they're supposed to be running this hurry-up offense. I'm not sold on them yet. I'm a little more sold on Kansas City than I am Philadelphia right now. Um, That being said... I keep getting burned by Thursday night games. I don't like playing fantasy players on Thursday nights. It's just too much weird stuff happens. So I tread lightly here. I like Alex Smith more as a second quarterback option. Uh, I feel comfortable starting Jamal Charles and Dwayne Bowe. But beyond that, I'm staying away from the rest of the receivers, the tight end, kicker, and the defense. I just don't think there's going to be enough points there. And there are a lot more games that are going to be higher scoring. For Philadelphia, I like their their trio, Michael Vick, LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, start all three of those guys with confidence. Jason Avant, good flex wide receiver if you need one. Tight end Brent Selleck, he's probable with a shoulder injury. Maybe it looked like he dislocated his shoulder last week. It looks really bad. Yeah, it looked bad, but he's he's listed as probable at this point in the week, so we'll see. Mm -hmm. Kicker Alex Henry is okay to start, and the defense is okay to start. I would not start running back Bryce Brown or wide receiver Riley Cooper or tight end Zach Ertz. Yeah, I can agree with that. Although Bryce Brown has not fumbled yet, which in itself is a feat. Well, that's because he's hardly seeing the field. If he's getting six or eight carries a game, there's not (laughs) too many opportunities for him to fumble. But at some point, you know, LaShawn McCoy is going to get hurt or dinged up, and we'll see a lot of Bryce Brown, but that, that hasn't happened yet. So, speaking of games mm-hmm. with running backs who are dinged up, we've got the next game up features a pair of them, and that's Houston at Baltimore in the first of the early Sunday games. This one, 
hard to figure. You know, Baltimore certainly doesn't look like a defending Super Bowl champ, but they no. did they did manage to win last Sunday. The Sunday and they're Joe at Clark home had again. had a baby too. They had a busy he, day. Well, his wife actually had the baby, but yeah, he, he did have I a busy guess. day. <laughs> so, but. I don't think he's going to have any babies. He or his wife are going to have any babies this week, but I still think that they're going to be able to pull this game out. Something just, you know, you were saying something seems off about Philadelphia. I would say the same thing about Houston right now. And, you know, they've they've managed to win games, but they're certainly not looking very impressive in doing it. And I think Baltimore is going to take this one. I'll say Baltimore 24, Houston 21. Especially if uh, Andre Johnson banged up and and uh, concussed. Yeah, I I think a lot of that's going to hinge on whether or not Andre Johnson's playing in this game. Uh, I as long as Andre Johnson gets on the field, I think Houston can win this game just because the threat of him alone is going to spread that defense out a little bit. Um, but if he doesn't, I think Baltimore takes it. I just. There's something about both Houston and I think this will be a, a close game because I think both these teams are still a little off. They're not quite there yet. I mean, Baltimore did not look good last week. <laughs> it was well, with it was Baltimore, a rough it's somewhat understandable because they've got you know pretty much a whole new defense and you know, some guys on offense that they're working in Marlon Moore and all and to you know big roles and Ray Rice has been dinged up, but Houston. Yeah, I think Houston's default setting is just a little off. Like, I just, I don't, yeah. when was the last time we ever really saw it all together? It was a year that, in quick succession, uh, Matt Schaub, Matt Leiner both went down with injuries, and, like, T.J. Yates took them to the promised land at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the last time they yeah. looked like a real team. Yeah. They had T.J. So Yates at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they they do need I actually like Schaub more than most people do, but like again, him. kind of like Tony Romo, I think he's a little bit better as a fantasy. You'd probably rather have him quarterbacking your fantasy mm-hmm. team than your real team, but uh, yeah. he's like Tony Romo light. I think you know I wouldn't. You know, he doesn't put up the stats that Tony Romo does, but you know, he's not quite you know the gut wrencher that uh, Tony Romo is either. But so, who do you like for Houston this week? I like Matt Schaub more as a second quarterback option this week, but I do like Arian Foster and Ben Tate. I think he'll get enough points out of both of them. Uh, If Andre Johnson plays, I'd think about starting him at the very least as a flex option. I do like wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, tight end defense, but no kicker. For Baltimore, I would start quarterback Joe Flacco, even if he's not having another kid this week. Wide receiver Torrey Smith and the defense are both good plays. Ray Rice, questionable with his hip injury. You know, he and Bernard Pierce are more flex options for me. Wide receiver Marlon Moore is starting to look pretty good. He's a flex option this week. Brandon Stokely, if you're in a really deep league, you can use as a flex option. Tight ends Ed Dixon and Dallas Clark. If you're in a 64-team league, go ahead and use them <laughs> as flex options. And kicker Justin Tucker uh, is okay. I would... Obviously, Jacoby Jones out for a few more weeks with his knee injury. So, yeah. you know, just in case you forgot to last week, take him out of your lineup this week. That's probably a good reminder. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm guessing that most of the people that listened to this show were were either smart enough not to have Jacoby Jones in their starting lineup week one, or if they did, you know, they took him out last week. But that's just a public service announcement. 
for those that might have you know been in a lapsed into a coma during week two. But anyway, so next up we've got Detroit at Washington, and it's to call Washington disappointing so far would be an understatement. RG three and all the 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 hullabaloo about him, but I think Washington will get their act together this week. I'll say that they win this game at home. I'll I'll pick Washington to win 28-24. I'm going to take Detroit to win this game. I I think it'll be Washington will certainly keep it closer than they kept last week's Green Bay game. Um but I just I I don't know. I wasn't really into to this Detroit team, but they look they've kind of grown on me a little bit in the last two weeks. Uh I just until Washington shows me they can play real football, I'm I'm not ready to put any eggs in that basket. So I'm good with starting Matt Stafford, uh, with Reggie Bush if he plays. They're saying this knee is not as serious as it looked, and it looked not great. Um, I, I'll still even start Joy Bell. Uh, I'm going to start Calvin Johnson and Nate Burleson. Uh, no tight end, no defense, but I am going to start the kicker. We'll see what Washington does. Well, I think RG3 will have a good game passing against the Lions defense. I like running back Alfred Morris and tight end Fred Davis. Both look like good starts to me this week. Wide receiver, the whole wide receiving contingent there, Pierre Garçon, Santana Moss. I almost call them Santonio Moss, but Santana Moss and Josh Morgan (laughs) are flex plays for me. Kai Forbath, questionable with a groin injury. Either he or uh, John Potter, whichever one kicks this week, is okay to start. And the Washington defense, I think, is a decent start this week. Wide receiver Leonard Hankerson, good first week, no show last week. I would not start him this week. And same thing, um, well, not quite the same thing, but tight end Logan Paulson had a decent game last week. But I, I still think Fred Davis is the tight end that you want to start if you're inclined to start a Washington tight end this, this week. All right, I can live with that. So next up we've got two teams that look like they're somewhat – you know, capable of putting together a surprising season. That's San Diego at Tennessee. San Diego yeah. could easily be 2-0. and Tennessee could easily be 2-0, and but they're not. San Diego lost to Houston you know, in the last minute in week one. Tennessee mm-hmm. lost to Houston in the last minute in week two. So here we are. They're both 1-1. One and, one. So it's the, and neither of them I are lost, playing Houston this week. So somebody I lost to Houston Bowl, and somebody's got to win the I lost to Houston in the first two weeks yeah. bowl, and I think it's going to be San Diego. I'll pick them to win this game 24-20. to 20. Yeah, I agree. Even without Malcolm Floyd, I think they're going to win this game. But I think this is going to be a pretty interesting What's gotten into Eddie Royal, game. speaking of San Diego? He's, right? he's looking like, like he did what, his first year again when he caught 90 balls. What kind of are they feeding him out there? I don't know. Like, he just came out of nowhere. Well, I mean, he had a good first season. I think he caught 90, 89 or 90 passes with Denver. Yeah, he was first good, season, and then he but, just he was a missing he's, person he's for a while. definitely fallen off the cliff, and I guess the talent is still there, and now they're you know, almost by default. He's the only one of the few healthy wide receivers they have there. I mean, he's certainly more of a proven commodity than Vincent Brown is. But uh, he's he's an interesting pickup on the waiver wire this week. Absolutely. I liked what I saw from him last week. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to score two or three touchdowns every week. But, uh, probably he's still an not. Interesting guy. But I, I like Philip Rivers maybe more as a second quarterback option. I just, 
looking at the other the other matchups, there are other ones I like better if you have to go with one quarterback, but he would be kind of borderline for me. Um, I do like Ryan Matthews. Like we talked about, Eddie Royal. Vincent Brown could be an interesting flex play. Uh, I Obviously, Antonio Gates I'd start. But I'm staying away from the kicker and the defense. They're, Tennessee's going to put some points up. This isn't going to be, you know, an AFC North 9-2 to game or anything like that. I just I still question Jake Locker as an NFL quarterback. I'm just not sold on that yet, but we'll see what happens there. Would you rather Tennessee- have Jake Locker or Brian Hoyer starting for you this week? Oh, obviously Jake Locker, but still. <laughs> you had to think about it, though. <laughs> no, I, I didn't really, but you know, just, I, I don't know. Maybe they could trade for uh, you know, Patrick Peterson and let him you know, be their right? quarterback. I want Patrick but... Peterson quarterbacking my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad you didn't get credit for that. I love that last week. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of that, you know, they're probably more likely to use him as a wide receiver than a passer, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we haven't seen the last of him on offense this year. But He's got a better arm than speaking, Tim Tebow. Well, than Tebow, yes. I thought you were going to say Carson Palmer, and I was going to disagree no, with that's that. A little, that's but, a little much. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, he kind of reminded me of – have you ever seen that, that video? Of, um, a friend at work showed me this week that old video of uh, Andy Reid when he was in the punt pass and the yep, competition. Yep. <laughs> Back in the early you know, 70s, I think it was. That was a good one. That's a good early video. Early 80s, I guess. It was late 70s when he was a kid in Los Angeles. So it was pretty funny. But anyway, that's what Patrick Peterson's pass <laughs> kind of reminded me of. But anyway, back to Tennessee's passing this week. Jake Locker, I would not start him. Would not start running back Sean Green, who's questionable with a knee injury. Would not start kicker Rob Baronis because I don't think they'll score enough points. Chris Johnson's the only guy I really like on Tennessee this week. I'm neutral on their all three of their wide receivers, Kenny Britt, Kendall Wright, and Nate Washington, uh, tight end Delaney Walker, uh, flex player. You don't know who the ball's going to get thrown to. Who's going to get that deep, deep threat? Yeah, just, th- that's the thing. They they haven't really the the pecking order gonna, hasn't really shaken out there, and you know, I'm, I just wouldn't trust any of those guys as more than a flex option. And the defense is okay to start. I don't think San Diego is going to put up 30 points, but mm-hmm. mid 20s. I think is is reasonable for for San Diego, and I do think they win this game, even though they're on the road and traveling uh, east for the second week in a row. Yeah, be, I think this will be a good game, though. Yeah, so so far we haven't hit any of the three games that I think are are going to be blowouts this week. So, and this next one isn't going to be a blowout either, I don't think, and that's Arizona at New Orleans. The aforementioned uh, Patrick Peterson will not be starting a quarterback for Arizona this week, although he may get a few more snaps on offense. We'll see. But it could be a high-scoring game. And Drew Brees is certainly capable of putting up points, although he hasn't really hit his stride yet the first two weeks of the season. But I think New Orleans wins this. closer. It's going to be closer than most people think, but I'll pick New Orleans to win this by 4, 31, 27. I'm taking Arizona for the upset. I just, I don't know. I got a feeling about it. New Orleans always drops a game that you don't expect them to. I think this is the week they do it. I, But I think this is going to, I'm, I'm excited to watch this game. I think this is going to be one of the closer games of the day. 
but I I like Carson Palmer as a second quarterback. I'm okay with starting Richard Mendenhall, Larry Fitzgerald, Andre Roberts. Beyond that, I'm leaving the plethora of injured tight ends and their defense and the kicker alone. Uh, just because Arizona, I think, is going to win the game doesn't mean New Orleans isn't going to put up 35 points on them. You're not buying Michael Floyd yet. I just, it's he's so flaky. <laughs> no. At least it's not Malcolm Floyd, but hopefully he'll get better. He's probably, I, he's I think I can to... safely say that Michael Floyd will have more points than Malcolm Floyd this week. I just don't know how many more. Well, but Malcolm Floyd will probably have more get-well cards than Michael Floyd will, or at least hopefully. <laughs> Unless things go bad, and now it's your fault. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. That's on you, well, Sherpa. Well, Hustler might That's play this you. week. Mm-hmm. That would make you happy oh. if that happened. Yeah, although they were working out tight ends this week. I don't know how, how confident they are about Rob Hausler. Well, he's listed as probable at this point in the week, but we'll see. Well, I could change between now and Sunday. So for New Orleans, I like Drew Brees quite a bit this week, probably more than you since I'm picking them to win. Running back yeah. Darren Sproles is a good start. Marcus Golston, good start. Tight end Jimmy Graham and kicker Garrett Hartley, both good starts. Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas, both more flex options for me this week. Same thing with wide receiver Lance Moore. I like their defense, and but I'm not yet sold on wide receiver Kenny Stills. All right. I can I can live with that. I think this will be a good game. You'll get some fantasy points no matter who wins. Exactly. So next we go to this situation in Tampa Bay is just deteriorating really quickly. The, yes. It seems like the the players don't like the management. They, the kickers keep, you know, winding up with either season-ending injuries or staff infections. And is this you know, one of your one of your three Josh blowout Freeman. games? Actually, I'm going to surprise you and say no. I don't think it is. I think really? New England is not. It's certainly not hitting on all cylinders in the first two mm-hmm. weeks. I, I'm sure a lot of people will pick them to get their act together this week, but. I'm not convinced that that happens. I'll pick New England to win, but only by six points. I'll say New England 27, Tampa 21. And I do think Josh Freeman will still be the quarterback, if not the captain of the team at the end of the game. Well, I had New England winning by seven, so we're we're pretty close there. Uh, Josh Freeman, he he needs to get his act together a little bit. This team just feels like it's the perfect storm of terrible things happening right now, and Tampa Bay's at at a crossroads here where they either need to rally together or this is going to blow up really bad. Um, but this week I think they're still going to put some points up. Like you said, New England still doesn't really have it all in place. Um, I think Josh Freeman's more a second quarterback option for me this week. I do like Doug Martin, uh, Vincent Jackson, and Mike Wallace. I'm sorry, not Mike Wallace, but uh, Mike Williams. Got a little excited there for the Miami game. But, well, he um, also plays in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. at least I was in the right state. Um, but I do like Mike Williams, and later will like Mike Wallace. But I'm staying away from the defense and kicker. I don't think Tampa's scoring more than 20 points, maybe 23 if they're lucky. Um, New England's definitely going to put some points up on them, so I'd try to find a defense elsewhere. New England. I like Tom Brady. I like Stephen Ridley. Julian Edelman is on everybody's radar screen after the first two weeks, and I think he's somebody, 
Eddie Royal, not sold on him completely yet. Yeah, but Julian Edelman, I'm, I'm sold on him. I just don't see other wide receivers on their roster that are really going to give them what he does. I mean, he doesn't average as many yards per catch as Wes Welker did and still does, but mm-hmm. he seems to be the, the proverbial security blanket that Tom Brady always likes to have. So yeah. Yeah, he's inherited that role, and I think he's going to fill it all season. And if he's still out there on your league's waiver wire, and especially in a PPR league, he's somebody mm-hmm. you should be grabbing. Uh, I like the defense as well. Wide receivers Aaron Dobson and Kimberl Tompkins are flex options for me. Stephen Goskowski, a good start this week. Stay away from Garrett Blunt. Wide receiver Danny Amendola is questionable with his groin injury. Even if he plays, I'd stay away. Same thing, Rob Gronkowski. Even if he does play this week, I'm not counting on you know him being 100%. Zach Sitfeld, even if he were healthy and 100%, I, I wouldn't start him. So given that he's injured, you wouldn't start him. And same thing, Michael Humanawani. Excuse me, Humanawanui. So I think I said that right the second time. But uh, <laughs> I wouldn't start him either. All right, let's keep rolling. All right, now, we're at the halfway point. now we get... Now we get to the game, the Cleveland bye weeks at the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and I, I don't think this is really going to be a bye week for Minnesota. Like I said, Cleveland, they have some talented players, unfortunately not really so much at quarterback but you know, and now at running back. But the rest of the team, they have some good players. I think they keep this close in spite of their GM's best efforts to sabotage the team. I'll say Minnesota wins this by a touchdown. Minnesota 24, Cleveland 17. I think Minnesota's probably going to win more by, like, 10, but I still think this will be a lower-scoring game. Um, Probably I'm going to be short and sweet here. There's not a ton of fantasy value that you can comfortably count on here for Cleveland. I would say probably just stay away from Brian Hoyer this week unless you're in some kind of super deep, deep league and you're starting multiple quarterbacks. Um it looks like they're going to pick up Willis McGahee, but maybe Bobby Rainey, if you had to pick a running back out of this bunch, might be the option. But again, there are probably better options you can go with. Uh, I'm okay with starting the tight end and the defense, but the rest of it I'm I'm going to just say no this week on. There's too many variables and moving pieces. I like Josh Gordon coming back from suspension. I, I think Maybe as a yeah. flex player. Devon Best, too, I would argue, is is somebody that, you know, obviously Whedon's not around this week, but he just seems to catch balls no matter who his quarterback is or where he's playing. Yeah, I just, I always, I always like to wait and see who a quarterback's guy is going to be because it's generally not who I'm expecting it to be. If I have other wide receivers that I know are going to be getting looks, I'm going to go with them over Gordon or Devon Best, but if you're taking a flyer on a flex player or you need to fill a gap in an injury, I, I wouldn't hate going with them. All right, here's a hypothetical for you. Suppose we'll make this a Cleveland-Cincinnati thing since they're natural <laughs> rivals, but suppose you were trying to decide this week between Mohamed Sanu and Josh Gordon. Who would you rather start? Probably Josh Gordon. Okay. All right, we agree on that. So, <laughs> I'm right. not totally crazy, Back to our... a little crazy. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program here. Minnesota start Adrian Peterson, wide receiver Greg Jennings, and tight end Kyle Rudolph. The defense is also a good start this week. Uh, 
flex option wide receiver Jerome Simpson. Kicker Blair Walsh is okay this week. I'm still not going to start Christian Ponder unless I'm in a 64-team league. Wide receivers, um, Carter uh Patterson, uh, unless you're in a league that gives points for kickoff returns, uh, I wouldn't start him. Same thing, wide receiver Darius Wright. I don't think he should be started either. Yeah. Yeah, probably stay away from them. All right. So next up we've got my favorite team against the Carolina Panthers. The Giants are at the Panthers this week. Obviously, Giants 0-2, they're in a hole. But again, like Cleveland, they're only a game out of first place as miserably as they played. <laughs> Carolina, they've had two last-second difficult losses. I, I think that trend is going to continue this week. I don't know if it'll be a last-second loss, but I think they lose another close one at home. Sounds like a homer pick, but I'm going to pick the Giants to win this 24-21. to and I can almost guarantee that you're going to pick Carolina I'm going to shock you right here and say I'm actually picking the Giants to win by more than you are. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm actually I'm taking them to win by a touchdown. Yeah, this, we might need to get them some oxygen or something. <laughs> well, I'll have just, to get even with you by picking Dallas then. Oh, geez. Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I think Eli, after losing to Peyton last week, and they started to – they had moments where they looked good against Denver, and I think they're going to build on that. Um, I, I would like to not be the Giants' punter after Tom Coughlin's press conference last week, but otherwise I'm okay with Eli as a borderline one. I like him more as a second quarterback option, but I do like I'm I'm okay with, again, this is going to shock you, with starting David Wilson. I've been not a huge hmm. David Wilson fan, but – you know, carrying the ball around under his arm, going to meetings and stuff seems to have worked. So I'll I'll ride that train as long as I can. And I'm okay with starting Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix. I am going to stay away from uh, tight ends. And even though I do love Brandon Myers, I just don't think this is going to be his week. Uh, I'm not starting the defense in case Cam Newton does actually get his act together and score some points, but I will be starting the kicker. And I really do think the Giants are going to win by at least seven points. Well, I hope you're right, but I'm still going to start quarterback Cam Newton, running back D'Angelo Williams, wide receiver Steve Smith, and tight end Greg Olson. think they're all strong starts. Not totally sold on Ted Ginn Jr. as a wide receiver, as a return man, yes, as a wide receiver, mm-hmm. not so much, but he appears to be their number two wide receiver now. You know, By Brandon LaFell, everybody was he could be, hot on his... He could uh, be a, a receiver for real, possibly. Yeah, but I, I don't think, think no. Um, but I'll pick the defense. I think is okay to start. I don't think the Giants will put up a ton of points, but uh, because you could almost count on Eli to throw a couple interceptions at least. Yeah. And wide receiver Brandon LaFell, don't start him. And kicker Graham Gano, just because I don't think that he's going to you know, score a lot of points this week. I'll say Gano to him too. Gano to Graham Gano. <laughs> Yep. So right. let's move on. And Green Bay at Cincinnati. No, this is not one of those games that I think is going to be a blowout this week. No. But I think I am pretty confident this game in saying that we're probably going the opposite way on this. I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win this by a score of 27-24. Yeah, we are going the opposite way. Uh, I am picking Green Bay. 
I I agree it'll be a close game. I don't think this is going to look like Green Bay last week. Cincinnati is a little bit better put together. But I'm very comfortable starting Aaron Rodgers, James Starks. They finally finally had a running back over 100 yards for the first time in years. (laughs) I'm going to start Jordy Nelson, James Jones, and Randall Cobb. I am staying away from Jermichael Finley. I'm not starting the defense either because I do believe Cincinnati's going to put up you know, some points against this defense. It hasn't looked like world beaters. I'm also not going to start kicker Mason Crosby either. For Cincinnati, I'll start your your one of your favorite quarterbacks, Ninja. Ginger Ninja, quarterback Andy Dalton, start him. Running back Giovanni Bernard, they've just got to use him more than they use yeah. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. There's, there's something wrong if, if Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is getting more carries than Giovanni Bernard, but Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll see what happens, but I, I would start Bernard. I would feel comfortable, obviously, starting A.J. Green. He's probably one of the top three wide receivers in fantasy right now, along with Calvin Johnson and um, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. You could probably throw Des Bryant in that, too, if he's healthy. But uh, anyway, uh, wide re- uh, running back Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, if you have to, flex option, wide receiver Mohamed Sanu, flex option, both the tight ends, Jermaine Gresham and Tyler Eifert, are flex options at best. Kicker Mike Nugent's okay to start, and I'm okay with starting the defense. I would not start wide receiver Marvin Jones. No, just not enough there. So, all right, now we get to the first of the games that I think is going to be a blowout this week, and that's St. Louis at Dallas. Hope I'm not shocking you or, or putting the the hex on your team, but I, I think Dallas will win this by almost a couple touchdowns. I'll say Dallas 30, St. Louis 17. In spite of the that fact would... that they beat Arizona in Week One, I just I think this team. Yeah, it'd be nice to see Kayvon Austin get more um, targets, but I, I just and he'll probably emerge as the season goes on. But I just don't think, especially with Daryl Richardson beat up, that they have no semblance of a running game, and in my mind, therefore, no shot of beating Dallas. I would love if that's actually what happened. Uh, I unfortunately do remember uh, the last few times we've played St. Louis, and it hasn't been that awesome for us. Um, I do think there's some fantasy value to be had. I think this is going to be a closer game than you do. I would love it to not be the case, but I am unfortunately a Dallas fan. <laughs> I think Sam Bradford is more a second quarterback option. Um, if Terrell Richardson sets foot on the field, I'm comfortable starting him at least as a flex. Uh, Tavon Austin and Chris Givens I like as uh, wide receivers if you've got two or three you're starting or as flex options. I think they will, they'll have some value here. Um, okay with starting the tight end and the kicker, but I'd stay away from the defense. How about um, Austin Pettis? Are you comfortable starting him yet or no? I think he's more of a flex option for me, but I, I, I've I always kind of liked him. Yeah, I guess staying healthy has been his main concern when tough. he was with Indy and then, you know, when he got cut by San Francisco in camp, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, we'll see. For Dallas, I would start quarterback Tony Romo, running back DeMarco Murray, wide receivers Miles Austin and Des Bryant. Who's probable with a back injury, tight end Jason Witten, kicker Dan Bailey in the defense. Only guy on Dallas that I'm still not totally buying is wide receiver Terrence Williams. 
other than that, I think pretty much any Dallas okay. player I don't, you have I don't think Dallas is start. totally buying him yet, so you're not alone no. there. <laughs> no, but he, he seems like he shows flashes of being a serviceable player, fantasy player at least. But, uh, yeah, I guess the, the trust isn't completely there this just Mm-mm. yet. So, <laughs> so why don't we move on to the late games? We have a few more late games this week, thankfully. Yeah. First yeah. one up is actually going to be one of the better games on Sunday, I think, and that's Atlanta going to Miami. At least Very excited for this game. Yeah, and I'm guessing that you like Miami to win this, but I'm going to go the other way and pick Atlanta. I'll say Atlanta 30, Miami 24. I think this is going to be a good game, and I think it's going to be one of the higher scoring games of the day. I'm going to go crazy here. Uh, I would love to see Miami win this game. I think they're going to pull it out. It's going to be one of those late fourth quarter kind of things, though. I think this is going to go back and forth. Uh, I think there's a lot of fantasy value on the Falcons, even though I'm not picking them to win. I'm okay starting Matt Ryan, Jason Snelling, and Jaquiz Rogers. Uh, Roddy White, they're saying he's questionable and he's got that high ankle sprain, but if he gets on the field, I think you can still start him as a flex player at worst case. Um, I like Julio Jones and Harry Douglas. I'm going to start... Tony Gonzalez and the kicker, but I'm staying away from the defense. Like I said, I think this will be high scoring. For Miami, I would start quarterback Ryan Tannehill, wide receivers Brian Hartline and Mike Wallace. Tight end Charles Clay has looked pretty good. They said they were going to play him less last week. So what does he do? He goes out and puts up another big yeah, game. Yeah, so plays more. <laughs> I, I think... Yeah, I, I think I would feel comfortable starting him at this point. They, Ryan Tannehill seems to be comfortable with him, so why not? Uh, yeah. The running game, I'm not really buying either of those guys. Supposedly they're going to split carries, and regardless of which one you think is ultimately going to get more carries, I, I think neither one of them, Lamar Miller or Daniel Thomas, is more than a flex option. Wide receiver Brandon Gibson, good flex option, is a third wide receiver. Kicker Caleb Sturgis, okay to start. Deion Sims, the tight end, had a good game last week, but I would not start him, and I'd stay away from the Dolphin defense just because I think Atlanta's going to put up a lot of points on them. Yeah, I can live with that. So, next, we've got Buffalo at the Jets. You know, two teams that are both starting rookie quarterbacks and they're both located in New York and they're both probably going to break their heart, their uh, fans' hearts again you know, for probably. the 18th year in a row. Flip a coin on this game. I'll, I'll say that the Jets, I like their defense slightly more than I like Buffalo, so I'll pick the Jets to win this at home. I'll pick them 24, Buffalo 21, and uh, maybe Nick will get a chance to be a folk hero this week. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm going the other way. I'm taking Buffalo. I think that their win last week and how they won right at the last second is going to make them a better team, and this is, they're going to look a little more together this week. That's my prediction. See if it comes true. Uh E.J. Manuel, more a second quarterback option for me. This is not going to be a hugely high-scoring game, so play accordingly. Uh, I do like uh, Spiller and Fred Jackson. I think you'll get some points out of both of them. And Stevie Johnson, as far as tight ends and the rest of receivers go, I'm staying away. But I will start the defense. I just don't see the Jets putting up that many points. Robert Woods is an interesting guy in deeper leagues. If he's on your mm-hmm. waiver wire, you might want to take a look at him. Stash That's him. the USC fan in me. 
but uh, he, he seems to be getting some targets there, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. For New York, wide receiver Stephen Hill, another guy, if he's on your waiver wire and you're desperate for a wide receiver, this guy is going to be pretty good, you know, especially if Geno Smith improves as the season goes on. Tight end Kellen Winslow doesn't practice all week pretty much, but doesn't seem to affect him when it comes to Sundays. He's a decent start, and I would feel comfortable starting the Jets' defense this week. Quarterback Geno Smith, more of a second quarterback option for me. I'm putting him in the same boat pretty much as E.J. Manuel. Running back Chris Ivory certainly hasn't looked so good the first couple weeks, but I think he's still a preferable option to Bilal Powell. Uh, Ivory I would consider as a flex option. Bilal Powell I would not consider starting. Wide receivers, Antonio Holmes and Jeremy Curley, who's back this week, probable with his concussion. I think those guys are both flex options, and I am comfortable starting Nick Bulk. Wide receiver Clyde Gates got a lot of targets last week against New England, but I think with Curley back, he's not somebody I would start even as a mm-hmm. flex option this week in a really deep league. All right. Let's keep rolling. All right. Now we come to the next of the games that I think is going to be a, a blowout, and that would be the Jacksonville Quagmires getting 19.5 points against Seattle. I don't think I've ever – I can't remember the last time I saw a spread that big, but – so just in case you think that this is as bad as it's going to get for Jacksonville all season. It's not. <laughs> in week six, they're actually playing at Denver. So here they are playing the two teams that if you were just to go based on the first two weeks of the season, you would probably say are going to be the two Super Bowl teams. And Jacksonville has both of them on the road in the next four weeks. So if you think this 19-and-a-half is big, if things play out the way I think like they will the next couple weeks. by the time they get to Denver. Yeah, it'll be, it could be triple digits by the time they get to Denver. But uh, anyway, this week I was having a real tough time with this game. Yeah, obviously, we're not so much about point spreads on this show, but I, I think this is a real push as far as that point spread goes. I, I think yeah, Seattle in real will life, actually, I'm about the point spread. <laughs> yeah, I actually think Seattle covers this, and I'll pick them to win 34 to 14. Since I have a weird soft spot for Jacksonville, I I don't know if I believe they'll lose that horrifically, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility either. It's a good spread. It just Jacksonville still hasn't scored a touchdown. Um, I just don't think you can start Chad Henney. I think Maurice Jones-Drew is really only a flex option at best. I mean, he's not 100%, and he's playing the Seattle defense in Seattle. I the only person I feel even remotely good about starting on Jacksonville is Cecil Shorts. Yeah, and even then, even then it's he's kind of going to be your wide receiver two or or three. He's not – please don't let him be the only wide receiver you start. It's just – this game makes me sad. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, if Mercedes Lewis were healthy, I would say go ahead and start him, but he's not. And he's the, not. the one thing I hope – if Maureen Jones-Drew either can't play or is forced out of the game, rather than giving us Jordan Todman, I, I really wish that Jacksonville would just see what Denard Robinson can do. Yeah. I mean, the stuff they were doing they with him nothing to lose. Was, really, was really interesting, and I liked a lot, and they haven't been doing it at all in the regular season. If nothing else, he probably could throw a better pass than uh, Patrick Peterson. I don't. I mean, I think he might. Patrick Peterson didn't look terrible, though. I want to see more of that this week. 
Uh, I'd rather see Denard Robinson than, than uh, <laughs> Patrick Peterson, but we'll see. For Seattle, pretty much anything that moves on that roster is worth starting Even this the week. Yes. Quarterback Russell Wilson, running back Marshawn Lynch are both definite starts. Um, kicker Stephen Hauschka is a definite start. The defense is a definite start. The wide receivers, they're kind of like what we were talking about before with, uh, I forget which team it was where we said, oh, it was Washington, I think, where we said, you know, they're you know, good quarterback and it's just hard to tell who's going to get the targets. Uh, I think Tennessee, the same thing is Tennessee and Washington. And Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee and Washington. Well, Tennessee, I don't think they have a good quarterback, but yeah, Washington has a good quarterback and you know, kind of a muddled wide receiver situation. I think the same thing is true in Seattle. Russell Wilson, obviously a talented quarterback. The wide receivers, though, Golden Tate, Sidney Rice, Doug Baldwin, tell trying to predict who's going to be the, the number one guy there from week to week is really a fool's errand, I think. So for yeah. me, all three of those guys are at best flex options, and, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Zach Miller is actually looking halfway decent again this season. I know you're not going to buy time, into that. Every but. time I give up on Zach Miller, he starts to do good again. And I buy in, and then he just lets me down all over again. I'm not falling for his games. I won't <laughs> do it. <laughs> all right. And Robert Turbin, I, I don't think he's somebody that you need to be concerned with, but you know, he's about the only guy that is you know, – on, that might be on fantasy rosters from Seattle this week that I wouldn't start. Okay. All right. So, so now we get to now we get to um, Trent Richardson's Indian. new team, Indianapolis. Yeah. They're playing at San Francisco this week. I think I'm going to surprise you with this. I say that this is a blowout and in the way that you probably would expect if it were to be a blowout. I, I'll say that Indianapolis doesn't have their act together. I think this is going to be somewhat of a disruption. I'll, I'll say that San Francisco gets their act together after that debacle Sunday night at Seattle, and I say they win this game handily. I'll pick San Francisco by two touchdowns, San Francisco 31, Indianapolis 17. I'm taking San Francisco by seven late in the fourth quarter. I think this is going to be a complete different game than you do. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, but for Indy, I like Andrew Luck more as a second quarterback option. Uh, since since Indy is so into Trent Richardson, I'll, I'll start him as a flex player. I mean, I just I don't know how much of the offense he's going to get, but really when you're a running back, just take the ball and run to a hole. I, I can't see how this is going to be supremely difficult for him, at least – but the San Francisco defense isn't exactly the one you want to start on a new team with, so I would say flex more than anything for him. Uh, I do like Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton. Your boy Darius Hayward Bay maybe as a flex player. But beyond that, stay away from the defense and the kicker and their 87 tight ends. I'm just I'm not into it this week. You see, I, I would start Kobe Flaner because now that Dwayne Allen's out of the picture, he went on IR with his hip injury today. Mm-hmm. I'd say now that Kobe Flaner is the definite, no doubt about it, a number one tight end there, I think he's going to be a reasonable start for the rest of the season. But I think maybe, now, now, maybe for the rest of the year. I just don't know if I like him against San Francisco in San Francisco this week. Yeah, well, I, I just don't see that they're going to be able to throw a bunch of long passes and I don't see that they're going to be able to do a lot of running against 
San Francisco. There's not much else. Somebody's got to rack up some yards there. Might as well be Fleener, I think. The the thing with Richardson, especially coming over to the new team, I, I just can't see him playing a lot on passing downs. I just can't imagine they would trust him in pass protection much. But then again, Ahmad Bradshaw could go down with a foot injury on the second play, and all of a sudden, Trent Richardson's their three down back. I just don't think I I don't know if you I don't know if you can even think about starting either Richardson or Bradshaw as anything more than a flex just because you have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah, I thought you were going to say because of San Francisco's defense, which I was going to say Marshawn Lynch seems to rack up pretty good yardage against them, (laughs) but he's one of the few. (laughs) No, they didn't look very scary, but. So speaking, you know, I think I figured it out. I think that Trent Richardson must have worn an Adrian Peterson jersey to practice this morning, and that's why he got Maybe traded. Maybe that was it. I just let, let's start a tw- Twitter hashtag. You know, <laughs> you know, why Trent Richardson got traded, and that could be reason number one. Or maybe he had pictures of the owner. Or, I don't know. It's just all right. Maybe he had a maybe he had a uh, a truck packed for Baltimore, and they were just. They're like, you know what, let's yeah. let's send him to where it all started. Let's do this. <laughs> right, or maybe the GM lost a bunch of money on on Alabama last weekend or who yeah, knows. Yeah, maybe he but, picked the wrong end of a spread. might have been Trent yeah. Richardson's what he lost. Yeah, just, yeah. So, anyway, back to the task at hand here. San Francisco, Colin Kaepernick last week was a fluke. He'll be back with a vengeance this week. Running back Frank Gore is a good start. Wide receiver Anquan Bolden, David Kaepernick, MIA last week, and I don't mean Miami. He was MIA last week, but I think he'll be back this week. Maybe not to the extent he was in week one. I don't think he's going to rack up 200-plus passing yards, but 100-plus is a definite possibility. Kicker Phil Dawson, who must think that he died and went to heaven when he you know, signed on with yeah. San Francisco after being in Cleveland for years and years. See, there's a theme here. You know, he's somebody I would start this week. I would also start the 49ers defense. Wide receiver Kyle Williams, more of a flex option. Tight end Vernon Davis, I'm not sure how healthy he is. He's questionable with his hamstring injury. Uh, even if he is healthy, he's probably a flex option for me this week. Stay away from running back Kendall Hunter and Michael James this week. Okay. I don't have too much to argue about. All right. Well, this next game I think we're probably going to argue about because Chicago at Pittsburgh, Sunday night game, Pittsburgh, they've been playing catch-up a lot at Heinz Field. Well, maybe yeah. not, but... <laughs> All right, that, that was not one of my better efforts, but I think Pittsburgh will come with one of them. <laughs> yeah, that one didn't cut the mustard, but let's see. So, oh. now Pittsburgh... <laughs> Pittsburgh, I think, is going to... I hate to say pull off an upset here, but that's really what it feels like. Chicago, not overly impressive, but at least they're two and zero. But Pittsburgh's looked awful the first two weeks. I, I think they, they get their act together. I, I think they get their act together here. I'll pick Pittsburgh to win this game. I'll say Pittsburgh twenty-four, Chicago twenty-one. And now I'm going to cringe because I can just sense, I can just feel you disagreeing with me over the phone. <laughs> I just. I want I want Pittsburgh to win this game. I want them to not be terrible, and I don't like Jay Cutler, and I don't really like the Bears, but I, they 
they seem to have it a little more together than Pittsburgh does right now, and that's more a product of injuries than anything else. But I think I have to take your score but reverse it. Oh, I I guess Jay Cutler's more a second quarterback option for me this week. I like Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall. I Wonders never cease, but I'm taking a Chicago tight end this week, and I'm even going to start their defense. You're not on the Alshon Jeffrey bandwagon yet? Not this week. I like I like okay. the idea of Alshon Jeffrey. I just like other wide receivers better this week. All right. So, Pittsburgh, I'm starting Big Ben as a quarterback. Wide receivers, Antonio Brown, I think he'll get the ball more this week in spite of Todd Haley's uh, disagreements with him last week. So, wide receivers, Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders, I think, are both decent starts this week. And I also like the Pittsburgh defense. Jericho Kotri, he's a flex option for me. Tight end David Paulson is maybe a flex option. Kicker Sean Sweetson is okay. Uh, the whole running back contingent, there are all five of them. You know, Le'Veon Bell, who's out. Jonathan Dwyer, who's not out. Isaac Redman, Felix Jones, Rod Stevens-Howling. Don't start any of those guys. Tight end Heath Miller's blitz is probable with the, his knee. But, again, I, I, I don't think he's trustworthy this week either. Mm-mm. I just uh, – I'm, I'm not really excited. I'm just not that excited for this game. I'm going to watch it. All right. I'm not going <laughs> to – I'm not excited for it. Okay. And speaking of clunkers, I think the Monday night game also has a, has a blowout potential. And yeah. I, I'm going to be kind and say that it's a two-touchdown game, but I could see this getting out of hand and being a 30 or 40 point game you know, deficit for uh, Oakland, but I'll pick uh, Denver 31, Oakland 17 here. And that's 17 points kind. would be good for them. Um, I just, I think Denver's, it, it's not going to be the first quarter, but the second quarter is when they're going to start doing their damage. For whatever reason, the first quarter doesn't agree with Denver, which is fine, because they'll still score 58 points in the second half. Um, as far as Oakland goes, I would say, Terrell Pryor, only a second quarterback option if you have to. Uh, I'm okay with Darren McFadden and Denarius Moore, but I don't want anything to do with the rest of Oakland. So for Denver, you can start quarterback Brock Osweiler. No, I'm just kidding. Quarterback Peyton Manning. I'm going to start the ghost of Barrel Man this week. I mean, everybody. <laughs> I think there's a chance that Osweiler actually gets into the game, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> wide receivers Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, Eric Decker, all worth starting. Tight end Julius Thomas, kicker Matt Prater in the defense. The running backs, I know no Sean Moreno had a couple nice touchdowns last week, but I'm still not clear to me. It's still not clear to me how that committee thing is going to shake out. So yeah. no Sean Moreno, Ronnie Hillman, Monte Ball, flex options at best for me. The tight ends, Virgil Green, Jacob Tammy, Joel Dries, and those guys are all no-goes for me. All right. We've come to the end of the line, and it is just about that time. So we will be back next week uh, from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow. Our email is the same handle, the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And, of course, on Twitter, I am JKIM16, and the Sherpa is Fantasy underscore Sherpa. If you have any questions, you need help with your lineup come Sunday or Thursday night, 
just let us know. We're always happy to help and answer questions. And if there's something you want to hear us talk about, again, we're always open to suggestions. <laughs> Trevor Richardson, we didn't talk on about that at all this week. No, we didn't mention him at all. And we probably should next week since we didn't get to him this week. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll have a Trevor Richardson show next week. So stay tuned for that. So have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Jenna, for the show. And we'll see you all back next week.